Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Danae Pose, and I am very excited today because I have a guest with me for today's episode, and we are going to have a conversation that I know is going to resonate with everybody who is listening. So I encourage you, if you're not already subscribing to the podcast, you definitely want to do that, especially after this episode, and be sure to share this episode with others. Uh, because like I said, it's going to be a very interesting and rich and informative conversation. So for today, I would like to welcome my guest, Mike Tang, who is the co-founder and CEO of Swing Education. So Mike, thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so for anybody, you know, and I've just been getting to know you, so I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. But for anybody who is saying, thinking like, okay, well, who's Mike? You know, that's where we should start. Like, what are you what are you all about like how did you get into what you're doing what led you down this path before we dive into talking about our main topic today yeah i mean i i guess i started life more as a like technologist as a software engineer and i ended up hearing a this american life radio episode about the harlem children's zone um and just got really inspired and wanted to go into education reform and help and social inequity in America. As much as I could, and as a part of my career, I ended up finding a job with a charter school organization called Rocket Ship Education. Started working there as their director of instructional technology. And then I worked there for about five years. And one of the things I ended up getting asked to help with was logistics and coordination of sub teachers. And I started talking to the sub teachers that were coming to our campuses and just seeing what a mess it kind of was for both sides, the schools and the sub teachers. And then um, reconnected with a couple of high school friends and started Swing Education to help schools find and schedule sub teachers and help sub teachers get into the classroom and, and succeed. Yeah. So what I love hearing from people when I first get to know them is like all of the different experiences that you have that kind of put you in touch with what educators would be experiencing in the sense is like, you know what teachers need, you understand the technology, you understand like where administrators in this case are coming from. You were also a student at one point and you're right. also creating something that uh, has been a big part of conversations, especially in the last couple of years, I think it has yeah. increased even more. I know that personally when I started teaching, a while ago is how I like to phrase it. I, I substitute taught for three years and it was between multiple school districts. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoy the being able to go into different classrooms to get to know the students, to have different experiences, also to build my own skills uh, before getting to my own classroom. Also the, the times when the call would come and I could choose to not necessarily go in for that day was never a bad thing. But uh, there were some times where it was just like, there were days that would go by where no calls would come. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Like there has to be somebody somewhere that needs a substitute teacher. So I'm really excited to dive in a little bit and talk about it because obviously since that time for me, when I was a substitute teacher has changed. Uh, we've seen a lot of things happen, yeah. even just in the way that substitute process occurs. Like back in the day, it was, you know, a telephone call automated or somebody in the morning, but Diving into, you know, swing education, we'll be talking about, uh, and I'll make sure that in the show notes that I drop all of the links for everybody to check out and follow and learn more. But when we talk about 
getting substitute teachers to come into our classrooms. Like today, what is the process like for schools when they go through, you know, finding substitutes, securing substitutes for their districts? Yeah, well, you kind of touched on it, right? Saying that you worked at multiple school districts as a substitute teacher. I mean, I think the first part is not not even the calling um, and the spreadsheets that go into figuring out who to call as much as it is just districts finding substitute teacher candidates and what that experience is like for substitute teacher candidates that are trying to fill up their schedule and gain the experience that they want to have. And that involves a substitute teacher going to multiple school districts, going through the same application process. And then even after they get into those districts and start getting that work, they have to keep track of all of that work themselves and make sure they're being paid correctly. And I think, you know, the way I think about it is that's kind of like fragmentation. Um, and it's, and it's, it's each school district having their own process and their own universe when realistically all of that should just be combined. Um, and that would make for a better experience, I think, for everyone, uh, the substitute right. teachers and the schools and districts. Right. And you just reminded me because I, it's been years, of course, but I forgot that I remember a couple of times, you know, like I said, I, I think I was substituting for five or maybe six local districts because where I live, we have a lot of different schools. Right. And one of them was where I had done my student teaching. And I think I remember one time the call coming in and I wasn't paying too much attention and I went to the wrong school, which fortunately they were not that, that far apart. So it didn't yeah. make a difference, but they all had their different systems. And that obviously in my case was a little bit of a challenge for that one time where I went to the wrong wrong school. Right. So like looking at, you know, we have all this technology available today. We can, of course, make a phone call, send an email. We have these notifications and everything. Uh, sometimes I know administrators in some schools may, you not you don't know that a teacher is not in until very last minute. Right. So Swing has this whole platform that really simplifies that. So looking at like the older way and things, how they have evolved, like how does Swing education change what was the you know, older model to make it more modern and easier. Yeah, I mean, at its simplest, the substitute teachers have an app and text messages. They're getting about what jobs are available and where they should be going today. Um, and it directs them, right? I mean, at a push of a button. I think in addition to that, it also just provides for a much more holistic, better experience. Um, we can operate sort of like as a home for substitute teachers. I think that when substitute teachers are working for multiple districts and things like that, they can feel a little orphaned in a way, even though they're working for more than one district. I think none of them feel maybe like a home to them. And I think being an advocate for substitute teachers is one way that we can do that. Um, but also just being able to get them as much opportunities as they want right from the outset in one easy, free process, um, I think is really helpful for bringing in more candidates into that process. I think lately, I've also just thought to myself that, you know, schools are these hubs of communities. And they, I think it's really opaque how community members can even get involved with schools sometimes. I mean, as a parent, you can volunteer and things like that in the district. I think finding out what jobs are available on any given day is something that should just be available to more people. And I think there are a lot of community members that if it were easier to understand what their day-to-day -day might look like once they get into a school district or a school building, um, might be much more excited about signing up to be a substitute teacher or trying it out. Um, and that's one of the things we're really excited about is bringing in this aspect of community talent, 
um, or aspiring educators more into that classroom to be substitute teachers, gain the experience that they want, build their networks, et cetera. Right. I, yeah. And just thinking back to my own experience, like I said, I mean, I really did enjoy it. And I have some friends now who uh, got out of the classroom for a couple of years and they've been kind of thinking, do I want to go back in full time? You know, do I want to look into some other area? But the thought, a lot of them have now started to sign up to work as substitute teachers because one, there's a, a big demand, of course, that we know. Right. And two, because it's, it gives them that flexibility, I think too, where it's like, I'm not so sure, or, you know, I've been out of practice for a couple of years and I want to, you know, things have changed obviously since maybe three or four years ago when some of these colleagues of mine were actually in the classroom compared to now. So in your experience, what you've noticed just because of all the work that you do and the connections, do you find that school districts are having a difficult time finding substitute teachers that come into their schools and now, like, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, they're definitely having a harder time. Um, you know, I think it goes hand in hand with just having a harder time finding teachers generally. Um, and I think that that is where we're able to come in and really help school districts with their fill rates or getting enough sub days, making sure that those days are available to schools um, and to teachers. I think that we we had the I, we had this conversation and this was like seven or eight years ago with a full time teacher where she was describing that she had this short list of substitute teachers that she really trusted. And there were three of them or four of them. And when her husband would ask her or she was trying to figure out which day to take off or if she could take a day off, she'd actually just check with the substitute teachers first before even like really talking to her family about it. And I think that that's, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like I, and but it, it makes sense because that's the thing you care about your students having that continuity of learning and wanting to make sure that that's okay. And one of the things I think that's really great about having this platform where we're bringing all the SEMSU teachers sort of into one place and then having a better understanding of where their strengths lie is that we can provide teachers, full-time teachers with more than just their short list of three or four teachers that they can trust. Like you can get access in a sense to the three or four teachers that the teacher down the hallway also trusts or the the other schools in the district. And you're much more able to have that flexibility, even as a full-time teacher too, to be able to take the time off that you need. Yeah. And that's a, a challenge. Uh, you're speaking <laughs> everything. I'm like, God, ah, it's resonating with me so well because as a language teacher teaching Spanish and I formerly taught the French, I know that in, in my school and even locally in the state of Pennsylvania, there's a newsletter that comes out with our, you know, our state language association, for example, they're, constantly looking for language educators and to think about even in my own classroom there are days obviously that I miss for events if you know you get sick or I'll, I'll, I might be at a conference or something and it is concerning because I don't want the students to lose that time and it's great when I can get somebody who teaches Spanish or who has had Spanish experience but the fact of the matter is like there are not that many that are out there so I do have a few that they have come in for me and I will send a message like if I'm not feeling well or something to say like, hey, any chance you're available tomorrow. Right. But they're in such high demand as well because other schools are pulling on them, too. And so, you know, when you think about like, OK, clearly there is this shortage of substitutes and class coverages. You know, teachers are being pulled, I know, all over uh, from their planning periods to cover classes because of a shortage of substitutes. So, you know, we have this platform. Um, that's an option. But is there any other ways or any any other advice that you would have for schools for how to solve that problem? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the, the best thing that can be done really is to make a welcoming environment to substitute teachers that are coming to your campus. I mean, it sounds simple in a way, but um, I think substitute teachers, when I put myself in their shoes, it's such a tough job. Um, and again, you know this from personal experience, but when you're walking onto a new campus, if we use a high school campus as an example, there could be, what, a thousand other human beings on that campus, more in a lot of cases, and they're all strangers. And you don't know, you know, where to park that day, whether or not you can bring a a lunch that can, needs to be microwaved or like if you're going to have access to a refrigerator, what the Wi-Fi password is, what your schedule is going to be. And I think if we can do as much as we can to ease what that day is going to look like, give substitute teachers a sense of that, then they get to focus on making sure that your students have a really great experience that day. Um, even if they don't speak Spanish, which again, like the foreign language requirements definitely are like much more difficult to fulfill. Um, but, but, you know, there's still lesson plans that can be put into place where if they're able to follow them um, as closely as possible or just improvise too, when things don't always go the way that the, the teacher that had planned it all the whole day out goes, you know, I think that that's really great. And to be able to have that mind space to do that is really important for substitute teachers, I think. Yeah, I, I agree too. And it can be unnerving because you're right you don't know what you're gonna walk into like what are the classes like especially on your first day and all of those other things it's not just like you're going into your own classroom you know all the protocols for everything but even the smallest things like this is where you can put your lunch or this is how you connect yeah. and this is where you find things especially for larger schools and for me i i was lucky to substitute teach where I student taught. I went back to the high school that I graduated from, which was very interesting at first to be there, you know, a couple of years apart having graduated. It's like, what do I even call the teachers at this point? Yeah. Do I address them as Mr. and Mrs. like I did as a student? But I, I had that familiarity, at least with those two schools. But I do remember the first time that I went to the other schools and I, you know, local schools that I knew of them and I may have known one or two teachers that went there. Uh, or maybe, you know, the kids of some of my parents' friends, but it was still like overwhelming just to think about going in and like, do I want to actually do this or not do this? And so even just with that, uh, some of the things, you know, you've given some good, good topics or tips to consider, but any other advice that you would have for somebody who might be thinking, you know, I've been hearing about, reading about, there's this need for substitute teachers uh, or somebody who's substituting and maybe they've not been like, you know, oh, I'm going to do two days a week. Like any advice that you could yeah. offer for them? Yeah, what we found is that it's really that first day um, that presents the biggest challenge that I think it is really intimidating to go in front of a room of 20, 25 other they're kids, but, you know, they're still people and they, I don't know, kids, kids can also get at you. So I think that that is intimidating. And I think walking in with a sense of how you think the day is going to go, but being willing to be flexible, um, kind of yes and and improvise your way through a day, I think is a really important skill and attitude to bring. Um, I think coming in with a couple of activities uh, that you can do to try and connect with the students right away is really important and helpful too. And I obviously classroom and behavior management is important, but trying to understand what the goals are of the day um, mm -hmm. from a learning standpoint are really critical. And I think if people keep those things in mind and there is that goal to get to the end of the day with what you're trying to accomplish, um, I think that that's the way. And then if you have a good first day, 
hopefully people will want to come back. It is it is so fulfilling, I think, to getting to work with students and seeing even the connections that you can make in such a short time. Yeah, and I love uh, with one thing that kept coming out whenever you're saying when you were just talking is like the relationships, and it's not just you know, the substitute teacher coming in and getting to know the students. But I think just you mentioned before, too, like the school community and building that awareness. And I think it even goes down, comes down to like a school sharing what's happening in a school so that people not just in the community, but other people could go and, and say, say, hey, you know what, I'm going to check out these local school districts. I'm thinking about substitute teaching. And you can check out their website and see like, events or see pictures and even just that like staying relevant and current with information and also posting on the site like we need substitute teachers like we need you in our school uh it just shows the importance of that like ongoing communication and just being open to to say what's happening in the schools and i think like you mentioned having some ideas being flexible which we've definitely learned about uh how flexible we need to be in the last couple of years um but something else too that you talk about a little bit earlier is like there is that nervousness uh and worry i guess i know for myself like going into the schools for the first time and we're always thinking about you know our well-being um you know mindful of like finding balance and teacher burnout and all of these different topics that we hear about and so i i've noticed in conversations and just in my own experience that a lot of schools are doing some things in their schools now that that really do focus more on teacher well-being and student well-being, of course. But I feel like it's all kind of interconnected because, you know, if you go into school, here's a hypothetical example. So, you know, I have a very busy day with my own classes and in my planning period, I'm going to do like all these 50 things. I don't know how, but I'm going to get all 50 things done. And then you're short on subs. And so then you lose that planning period. And then here comes a little bit of panic. And then those things don't get done. And then you also don't know, even if you're in the school, you don't know what class you're walking into either. So it's not like if you're just the substitute teacher outside of the building. So that causes you know panic, stress, of course, even in if you've been a teacher for a long time, it doesn't change. Teaching doesn't get any easier. So have you had some discussions with some schools and school districts that are using your service about how like all of this is kind of impacting the teachers and their well-being and, and how that might be helping to improve it or to kind of like decrease some of those feelings that teachers might have of being panicked and overwhelmed? Yeah, I mean, for sure, one of the things that we want to be doing for teachers, for school administrators, for substitute teachers is to ease those feelings of anxiety and panic. Um, and it's really pervasive, the, those feelings with this issue that we're talking about of like finding substitute teachers for the day, having enough substitute teachers generally, um, having enough coverage for teachers. I think, I think just being really empathetic to where everyone is at and what it is that they're most concerned about and helping to address those things. I mean, I think making sure that teachers know that they have coverage and that you know, what experience that person is coming in with um, and being able to set that substitute teacher up for success is going to make them feel better about what other work that they have to do. Um, I think when we think about getting higher fill rates and things like that, a lot of it is like, yeah, trying to be as proactive as we can about getting those requests like out there. Sometimes the administrator doesn't know until really last minute, but sometimes those teachers knew a little bit earlier and, and like we could have let the substitute teacher pool know sooner too. 
Um, and I think doing those things, getting those requests out there, making sure that everyone has as much time to plan and things like that, given that the situation really that we're dealing with is like last minute or within two, three, four days at best. Um, I think if we do those things, it'll just ease a lot of those anxieties and panic and, and uh, worries that people have. Oops. And I like that you mentioned the empathy component of it as well, because like that is really important too. And I think, again, that comes down to the relationships and the communication and like sharing experiences and your stories and how you're feeling. And you know, we don't often get to do that, even just in general, like teaching in our classrooms. I mean, there are days where I may not see the person next door that teaches next door to me because we're so busy and involved but finding ways where we can actually share and, and tell our stories and express how we're feeling about some of these, these challenges that we may be experiencing in our schools too, especially when it comes to you know, substitute teaching, uh, the shortages that we may have in our schools yeah. so with teachers in general, but also with the substitutes. And so another question, I, I always come back to relationships too, but it, it seems like a lot of people, it always comes down to the, like, the relationships and that is what you need to have in place and find ways to build those. But looking at, you know, the teacher to substitute teacher relationships, um, you know, what do you notice about how this, like how swing education and the way that this functions helps in, you know, facilitating and building a teacher to substitute teacher relationship? Like, do you think we're doing this right? Or are there things that we need to change when it comes to like staffing and substitute teachers? Maybe. I think, you know, on one hand, I don't think it's wrong um, to have substitute teachers come in when teachers need a day out or off to do training, um, be with their family, what have you. I also think there are things that we could add to the, the mix, so to speak, which is that, you know, I think it would be, I mean, you described being a Spanish teacher and the difficulty that there is in finding someone who really can teach Spanish, not just even speak Spanish, right? Which right. we've also found is that that's not the same skill per se. Right. And so maybe that person can be brought in remotely. And what we're actually providing swing education um, is someone to manage that classroom and be with the students, um, help maybe with the facilitate the technology to bring someone in virtually. I think that that's something that could be considered I think there's a lot of things that, yeah, like we can throw into that mix um, to make kids successful. And it doesn't have to just look like if a teacher is out, we're just trying to mimic that exact same day that we would have had otherwise. Right. I think technology can come and play a big role here too, which is that like, as we get more integrated with a lot of the LMS systems that are out there, that substitute teacher can come in and again, actually be able to um, have the full instructional experience that the students might normally have. Um, and I think getting the one-to-one -one devices and things like that, which so many schools did, even through COVID that was accelerated, mm -hmm. I think that's great too. I mean, I think all of these things really help make it so that the substitute teacher isn't just coming in. And I mean, in, in my day, rolling in the like VCR cart, right? Or yeah. I guess now maybe it's Netflix. <laughs> really. Yeah, it might be. You're right. Um, but I think we can have a day that looks more like the one that we would want all the kids to have every single day. Um, and I think that that's incredible. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, 
those days of like, well, I guess it's a, a video today or I mean, VCR might be a little bit more modern compared to the old movie projectors and everything. But now, of course, modern day Netflix. But that, that can be a frustrating process because if lesson plans, you know, somebody is out sick and like you don't expect it's just last minute, you know, for the teacher. And you want to make sure, especially if you end up having multiple people covering your classes, like that can be papers can get lost. Uh, plans can be mixed in with student assignments. And so within your platform, teachers can have their plans just automatically uploaded into the system for the subs to access, right? Right. And I think that, you know, again, technology can really facilitate that and make sure. And, you know, it goes back to sort of the original example of maybe heading to the wrong school. Technology should be able to make that problem um, much less of an issue. You know, I don't know that we can eliminate mistakes, but hopefully we can basically eliminate some of the um, unforced errors that happen that people don't really mean to and, and do happen when people are trying to move quickly, which is every morning at a school for sure. Right. Uh, just the, the last minute scramble. And so just a couple last questions for you here, uh, because I could ask a lot, but I'm trying to condense it down a little bit. And I want to make sure that people will go and check things out on their own as well. But so let's say... I'm an administrator and I get to school and all of a sudden I get four phone calls that come in really close and I have no coverage. What do I do? What does swing education help me to do? Yeah. I mean, you know, one interesting thing that we found is that because we're working with so many school districts in the same area or so many schools, um, we have what we like. We have what we call swing heroes. We also do a program called like roving substitute teachers, where uh, we book subs in advance, even when we don't know that there's going to be a job available that day yet. Um, we guarantee income to those substitute teachers, and we're able to essentially sort of take on that risk that a school district or a school typically would not, because we're working with so many schools, and because like we're we can be really, really sure that there will be those last minute absences somewhere um, and get those substitute teachers working that day, um, help them be able to plan their schedules a little bit better and not have to make them feel like they're waiting until the last minute, but also be able to provide schools with that help that they need last minute too. Okay. One example, I think we're like yeah. in the platform really is comes in handy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. My second question for you is let's say now I've been listening to our conversation and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I should get back into substituting a little bit more, but I don't know where to begin. Or maybe I'm already substitute teaching, but I'm not getting any calls. So yeah. what should I do as I'm sitting here waiting for my phone to ring instead? Like what, how can swing education help me as a prospective substitute teacher or a, a substitute who is, really looking to get into the classrooms more. I think what we try and do is make that process as easy and free as possible for substitute teachers and so and candidates and they can come into our platform, sign up and check things out. Um, I mean, we really, really think that we have a really great experience for substitute teachers. And I and hopefully it's, you know, as little work as possible. But if, if for some reason, it's too much, we're definitely open to that feedback and make things better. Um, but we're here to help. We're here to help substitute teachers. We're here to work with schools and districts and meet them where they're at. So we're not asking anyone to sort of like upend processes that they have mid school year or anything like that. But we are saying if you are having trouble finding enough substitute teachers or if you're a substitute teacher that isn't getting the experience that you want to have, 
then we're here to meet you where you're at and basically bring it to what you expect it to be. Oh, well, thank you. That's good information to know. So anybody listening, if you need to hear that again, just go back a little bit and listen to that again. And my final question for you is, my final, no, that's all good. My final question for you is, so anybody who wants to find out more information or to get started or just to kind of learn about it and see what it looks like, where should they go? Where should they head to? Yeah, our website, www.swingeducation.com. Um, we'll have everything you need and reach out to us and, and let's talk. All right. Well, that makes it easy enough to find. I'll make sure that I drop the links into the show notes and everything else that anybody would need. Uh, it's been great talking with Mike today. It's also been great thinking back to my own experience as a substitute teacher. So I think the lesson to be learned is if you are a substitute and you want to get involved more, go to Swing Education, check it out. If you're thinking about substitute teaching, definitely recommend that you dive in a little bit there because we, we do need them and the schools do need you in their schools. And so, Mike, I would like to thank you for joining me today. And um, any last words? No, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. And um, we look forward to helping all the schools and substitute teachers out there. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And as always, make sure that you follow the Thrive and EDU podcast. Check us out on Facebook, the Thrive and EDU community, and we'll catch you next time.